0: If it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone, why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody,
1: we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior?
0: It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moscahanna, Bonsa, Mana Blitz, Boskowitz, whatever the hell his name is.
2: How's this? So oh, this is made by a, a Boston native, the kid, uh, Jay Mack, who's like a pretty, pretty well-known graffiti artist out that way. Oh, really? Looks nice. Well, also nice is that you can't really tell, but the side and transit got broken. Uh, so that's cool. And he was like, just go to Michael's and get a new thing. And I'm like, yeah, well, I just won't do that either. But.
0: <laughs> I would just say it's <laughs> part of the piece. Yeah. I like how you like. I gotta go to Michael's and fix my uh, thing with brass fucking knuckles on it. Can I also get some plastic, uh, you know, black-eyed Susans and a vase to put those in?
1: Do you have any of those styrofoam snowballs? (laughs) Seriously, something's fucked up with here. Hold on, let me. I need to get a screwdriver. Hold on a second. (laughs) This happened last time. We tried to have Shane on my my board fried. (laughs) Something happened to shoes, Mike.
2: I got to tell you, I'm not sure if you got them out there, but this is, uh, um, they're called ice. It's just oh, like. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, my wife I, drinks those, the lemonade version.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. They're so good.
1: Yeah. They're she's not, healthy she too.
2: Club yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> this is, a, uh, I, I usually don't drink healthy stuff, but I mean, this is as healthy as I get tea. So.
2: Yeah. No, you should start a uh, fitness, Josh Dolan fitness page with that.
1: Yeah, where we only eat pizza and drink beer and coffee, and then we just feel like crap all the time. <laughs> you do it for 30 days. And then blame it on people not wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just blame blame that and blame the government. I'm just miserable right now. I I was thinking today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start eating healthy because I've just been feeling awful, and I, I'm not... Like, I'll sleep eight hours, and I know having a baby is exhausting, too, but I feel like I feel worse than I should, and I was thinking, tonight, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm not going to drink alcohol, and then my wife said, but it's pizza night, and I just said, okay, so it didn't last that long.
0: Well, get one of those cauliflower crust pizzas. That's uh, healthy, and it's delicious.
1: Actually, she can't have cauliflower crust uh, because she can't have cauliflower right now because she's breastfeeding, and that's not good for the baby. Oh. Oh, really? Cauliflower? Yeah. Isn't that supposed to be super healthy though? It is, but apparently when you're breastfeeding, it makes it makes the baby super like uh constipated or whatever, and they scream a lot if you have uh cauliflower or Jeez. uh broccoli.
0: That happened to my daughter. My daughter was so full of shit, and she like yeah. at one point we had to bring her to the emergency room and they thought her intestines had telescoped in on each other and and all this stuff, but she was just plugged up. Maybe that was it. Maybe my wife ate too much cauliflower. cauliflower. She was breastfeeding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
2: What's up uh, Shane. Dude. How you doing, man? I'm good, dude. I'm good. I'm, I'm excited. I'll be, I'll be in Boston, uh, this time next, well, Saturday, I'll be there next Saturday. So I'm coming in for a week and going to, uh, going to a, a meet, a a wedding down the Cape. And, uh, but I'm going to do like probably three or four days in Boston and then two days down the Cape and then come back to, uh, the heat of Texas.
0: Yeah. It's Texas hot up here right now, man. Yeah. It's like a, it's like 105 of the heat index. So
1: yeah, yeah the AC
0: is not even helping right now. Yeah. I don't have AC in this room, so we'll see how long that can last.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely. August is definitely not the preferred month that I'd want to travel to Boston, but I didn't schedule this wedding. So. <laughs> well, how dare they? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're not native to the land that's why they don't know any better right
0: right right well how how's things going shane how's how's uh, the podcast going you know how's you, you were involved in a few different projects i think last time we talked which was geez when was that
1: was that like six months ago yeah it, i mean man the that, last time that, when everything it, broke and it, we it, didn't record the episode or the time before <laughs> that <laughs> oh, I, think, I
2: think the time we did was when i had just first moved in and then the other times we just kind of checked in, you know, because some, some, one of us three would have something going on, and we just kind of talk real quick and then keep it pumping. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, the honest, the honest thing is, uh, as far as the podcast goes, it's like, and uh, it's like, you know, Tommy is obviously things are opening back up. He's doing great. I got to see him in concert when he came here with the with the fellas, and uh, you know, and and what's strange is like when we had talked um, he was like, you know, I just want to kind of finish this one tour here and then just kind of, you know, maybe do some other stuff. Like, I didn't know that, you know, maybe his heart was fully in it, but I think also too, he wasn't really expecting how much, uh, love he was going to get through doing this. And I just got to watch him refall in love with, doing what he does. I mean, he's, he's an, he's an, he's an excellent entertainer and he's, you know, a great front man and and he's doing what he loves to do. So because of that, it's kind of put things on hold. I've tried doing a few like on my own. And I think like, you know, the reality is that like, I also have so much other stuff going on and I never want to say that anything's done. And if he called me today and said, Hey, I want to do an episode, I'd be like, cool, but I don't press him about it. And I think I kind of like, i i get down on myself you know and go like why do i even bother because i'll look at you know boom 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 these videos these shows see what i'm getting for listens, see what i'm getting for views and then the ones i do on my own and it's like people don't give a shit or why do i even bother and i'm setting up and doing all this stuff and and i just it's a very you know that slippery slope to start going down of like why do i even do it you know so i love it i love doing this stuff and I have a few other opportunities going on here and there, but I mean, as far as the deviant gentlemen podcast goes for right now, it's just kind of like, you know, Tommy's doing his life. I'm doing mine. And at any point in time, if, if, you know, you know, the it's, it's, it's where it needs to be, we'll we'll come back full force and get it going. So it's like, you know, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's just kind of, you know, on hold for now.
0: Right. Right. Well, I mean, (laughs) Podcasts, it's like you have to be consistent, you have to come out every week or bi-weekly or whatever and be on schedule. But um, there's so many out there. Yeah, you know, there's so many podcasts out there, right. and it's just a matter of of getting the word out. I I don't know. It's like the same thing happened, you know, with us. Like I started working at this new job, and then it's like, you know, I I don't have any time to do anything anymore, and, and it's a struggle to get th- this, and I have another podcast in there and stuff like that, but You know, it's a matter of if you, if you love doing it and, uh, you know, so you just got to keep it going. And, and yeah, I think, I think that's it. I mean, we always talk about Joe Rogan yeah, or Mark Marin or someone like that. You know, they're getting millions of dollars to do their podcast, but they just kept doing it. Yeah. You know, you just got to just keep, it's like something you got to do
1: but also like those well, those guys I don't know that they does Joe Rogan have a schedule I feel like he'll put out like four in one day and right then won't be anything for another 5 days. Well
0: that's and, what I'm saying it's like I don't think there's really any formula.
1: Yeah. You know because there's you put it there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that I don't necessarily like they come out every Wednesday. I don't listen every Wednesday. I might listen to three episodes on a Saturday when I'm like cleaning or something and I just put my headphones on. And I see that in our numbers too. There'll be an episode that like, like the Lenny Clark episode. It wasn't getting the numbers I thought it would. And then a week later, all of a sudden, they all just went up and I was like, oh, apparently everyone was busy or like on the 4th of July. I forgot it was the 4th of July. And I was like, nobody's downloading it today. <laughs> Yeah, And then after the 4th yeah. of July weekend, it was like, everybody catches up on the episodes.
2: Well, it's what I, like- what I found too, is like, you know, I thought, you know, okay, I got Tommy on and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, did I gain um, a, a much bigger following because of him? Yeah. But not his whole following. Then when we had like Kamara Rex on, or when we had some of these people that, uh, you know, have a big following it's the same thing did some of their followers trickle over of course but nothing where in my head I was thinking oh so but what I think helps and what that shows to me is that the people that are going hey when's another podcast coming out hey when's another podcast coming up those people are signed up because they want to hear what Tommy and I have to say they don't really give a shit about who we're bringing on as long as we're you know continuously putting out um material and obviously that's been a little bit harder now that you know he's he's back on the road and him being in LA and me being in Texas but I think you know and and in the beginning when I the first person that I asked about podcasting was Theo Vaughn and I remember talking to him and I was like you know what are the three things you recommend you know three bits of advice in this and that and he told me like when he first started I, I don't know the kid's name but he did it with a guy that was like worked at TMZ. They had all the backing. They had all the marketing. They had all the things like it was a fucking foolproof. No brainer podcast did shit plummeted, got nothing, no likes, no nothing, you know, two, three podcasts later. Now look at them, you know, so it is, it's, it's that thing. And and we'll set the bar by looking like, man, look at Rogan and look at these guys. And I got to get my number. It's like, you know, that that's didn't just happen, you know, plus these guys had this huge following to begin with. And then it's like, are you saying things that are keeping people entertained, keeping people interested in all that stuff? And I, and I think that's, you know, it becomes very easy to burn out with like, well, what else are we going to talk about? Or what else am I going to do? Or How funny can I be? Or how, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, it's just this wild world of, you know, what to do next kind of thing.
0: You know? Well, that's it. it's, it's the, you said it there. It's the wild world, like the wild west. There's no formula, you know, it's, it, it could be, it could be anything. One thing could touch it off. So, you know, you just gotta keep doing it, you know, if you want to do it and stuff. Well,
2: well, what what else do you have
0: going on besides the the podcast?
2: Um, so you know, I, another thing with Deviant Gentleman was like, you know, originally I had started Deviant Gentleman in the way of like I wanted to make sure I had a name that whether it was a podcast, a fucking lighter brand, whatever it was, it was it was a name, not just like, you know, uh I mean, even breaking the ice could be a hundred different things, right? Where it's like, I didn't want it to be like, you know, catching up with Shane. Like, that's not a cool brand. You know, I'm not going to open a restaurant (laughs) catching up with Shane. (laughs) So doing that is like, the reason I did that in the beginning was because like, if one thing fails, well then let me just try this. And I can still just put the name to that. So like, you know, I tried with the apparel and all that stuff. And then I had someone tell me like, you know, I buy a hat, I buy a t-shirt, I buy a hoodie. uh, I don't know what else I can do to support you again. And it's like, that makes sense so in my own uh struggles with like finding proper beard stuff and stuff and stuff was too oily or too waxy or too this and I had ran into this guy at a at a at a a vendor fair or whatever out here and he was a veteran he was like you know I had beard bombs and all this stuff and he was like I'll white label it and you can just put your label on it for x amount of dollars and I was like all right cool and then when I talked to my buddy Travis out here and he's like why don't you just try learning to do that shit yourself and I was like yeah, why don't I? So, you know, I started getting all the stuff and trying and trying different scents and all this stuff until like, you know, and then I would make them and give them to the people in my neighborhood until they were like, dude, whatever that is, that's it. And I was like, all right. And then I stuck with it. So now I've started to put more focus on, I started making the, you know, the beard butter, B-U-T-T-A-H, right. And then, uh, and then I wanted to start doing, because people were like, do something for hair. And I'm like, well, I don't have hair, so that's a challenge. So right. again, my friends with hair, I started making it and I said, Here, try this. Like, I hope your hair doesn't fall out. Just let me know. Blah, blah, blah. So again, uh, the the thing with that was like too much hold, not enough. someone wet, someone, you know, all these different uh, things that people were looking for. So once I kind of mastered that same thing, and now it's like, I have, uh, like three different scents of each and we've been doing the farmer's markets and online sales. And then, you know, her and I are doing Boston, the tea company, and, you know, we're doing all the farmer's markets out here and just really trying to, um, get that stuff kind of established. I mean, here, you know, here's a kid that I don't know shit about business. I don't know shit about how any of this works. I just keep learning as I go on. And, and some of them are harder lessons than others as far as I shouldn't have spent money on that where I see I should have put money in here. And like, you know, it's just a learning process. And it's like, you know, um, but it's been fun, man. And you know, I, I watched this thing. I think I posted it on my story about uh, that Andy for said, and it's like, you know, we get so caught up in like, you know, I'm holding a $1,000 phone that I'm watching this on I have a $70,000 vehicle, a $400,000 house, I have all these things. But then I'm like, God damn it my lawn looks like shit and it's like 3 years ago I was driving around in a box truck with with Loki wondering where the fuck I was going to live strung out you know what I mean so it's like when I really stop and just step back for a minute and and remember to appreciate everything that I have and how far I've come it obviously makes things a lot better I mean do I want 3 million dollars yeah I do you know, but is that like, what's going to make me happy? No, I I think anything like with finances, it's just that freedom of like being able to move and not worry about the next bill. And I, and I have that. So I'm okay with that for now, you know, but yeah, man, really that's it is just kind of us doing the business constantly working on relationship. Uh, I started jujitsu a few months back. I'm competing in September in Gi and no Gi. And I can't wait to do that at 41 years old, you know. So, yeah, man, I mean, other than that, it's just kind of, you know, the dogs and and her and navigating this this crazy life that we're doing.
1: And you're in Texas, so, I mean, you're going to take over for Joe Rogan in no time with the jujitsu and all that. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so are you doing all the bottling yourself, like for the... Beard oil and yes.
2: So, you know, and that's another thing. Like, so I guess what I'm kind of protected under right now is like Texas has this Texas cottage law where it's like, you know, you can prepare food and stuff like that at home and like it's it's okay. Um, at a certain point, I'm sure it's gonna be something where, like, you know, I'm finally LLC'd with both companies, and like at some point I'm sure it's gonna be a thing that's like uh you know it has to be in some kind of you know lab that's i mean i do as much as i can to be clean and wear gloves to do all the things i'm not just like coughing and like scratching my balls and doing all this weird shit. like i, I take it very seriously you're not,
0: not making you're not that. making chili in the same pot you're making beard oil <laughs>
2: right, right as long as it's not near
1: any peanuts it's fine <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. accidentally
2: <laughs> accidentally cooking you know weed and one of the things in right.
1: oil and then oops <laughs> dump that in there
2: no but um but yeah, man. So like, that's the same thing. Like I, you know, I use the double boiler and the, and the Pyrex and stuff and I pour it all. And it, it comes out just like, it looks like anything else I've ever bought. And it's, it's like, you know, I feel like most of those people had to start like that at some point. Right. So Um, and it's been cool, man. And it's like, really, people are really digging it and and liking it. So, um, you know, and I I look up to, I look at some of these other companies, like Johnny Slicks is probably the number one that I look at for that kind of thing. And I really watch like what they do and how they're going on. And I have nothing but respect for, for anybody doing anything really. But, you know, it's like, you know, I I watch these other things that uh, I did the same thing with podcasts. I did the same thing with a lot of stuff was like, I find whoever I think is doing something in the way of what I'd want to do and without actually copying what they do is like, how can I kind of follow what someone else has used as a successful platform? You know?
0: Well, you know what I've been using lately, which I haven't started until my wife got it for me for Christmas. And I thought I wasn't going to use it until it got really hot out was ball guard. And it's like, it's that liquid, you know, baby powder thing and you just like rub it all over your balls. So you don't get chafed and stuff as opposed to like taking powder and like throwing it into your your underwear and stuff like that you should make a fruity kind of ball guard shane like some kind of tropical pineapple ball guard or you <laughs> know something that like s- smells like a mountain meadow or something like that <laughs> you know I'm, i mean, can smell my fruity nuts i know my nuts smell like a fruit bowl a fruit <laughs> basket Babe, get in yeah. smell
2: like pineapple
0: <laughs> well that's just my nuts
2: yeah, But actually, no, I
0: I've, actually- I, I, I've been using it because I never, ever did that kind of stuff. But it's like, actually, it it makes a huge difference, especially Dude, for a guy I who use- likes to go commando, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I use from uh, Manscaped. I got their, like, raised the thing, which I think is kind of dog shit. But they sell the same <laughs> thing, ball deodorant. That's literally what it says is balls deodorant. And I use it every day. Right. It's amazing. Especially with jujitsu having my nuts possibly in someone's face and shit. I yeah. want them to You know what? I appreciate that ball deodorant you had on today, sir. I
0: know. It's like you kicked my ass, but you know what? It smelled like pomegranate and mint, and it was nice.
1: (laughs) I feel like this is the part of the podcast where we should give out a promo code, but we don't have it. Right now, yeah, and if you want your balls
0: to smell like, you know, fruit, like Starburst, you know, say the code, Itchy Nuts.
1: Uh, Itchy Nuts at checkout, you'll save 20%. (laughs) Well,
0: what's great about that, Shane, is that A lot of people talk about doing it. You're saying like, you know, I just try and I, you know, I don't know what it's going to take me and stuff, but a lot of people talk about it. Very few people actually get off their ass and do it. And I think that's, that's the best thing. You may not be successful at it, but you're doing it. You know, you're not just sitting there going, Oh, so I should be getting paid for this. And you know, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. And it's so easy to do that, but to get up off your ass and actually do the work. You know, that's yeah. a whole other story. And that's a you know much I mean?
1: better education. And then, in... never... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shane. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that's a much better education in business is actually doing it and failing mm-hmm. because I, I feel like a lot of successful business people say the worst mistake a lot of people do is they go get a business degree. And then you come out and you're like, well, I already spent all that. You're the business, invest the money in you and like learn from it and fail and get the connections and network and learn the business instead of memorizing a textbook coming out and already being in debt.
2: And again, I mean, you know, with, with everything that I've done from California to here is like so many connections and networking stuff that I've done and little things that have branched off through that have been like, I mean, that's been payment enough in, it, in itself, you know? Um, uh what I was gonna say oh is so and never mind that like we're doing farmers markets out here outside like we had you know big nice tents made for it and everything but man I'll tell you what it is hot out there. like I have to take everything and keep it in a cooler because I had everything lined out on my table and it melts and Ew. people come to check it out and I just get this watery substance and I'm like what so I, I felt I learned that the hard way once and ruined like a whole batch and then next time now I go I keep everything on ice but what sucks about that my table looks empty and I'm like I swear to god I have product and I just I have now I have like my my not testers but the three that I keep out that I'm like here so you can smell them and I know they're gonna sweat and all that stuff I'm like I promised yours won't look like that this is just so you know what it smells like but so our next one's tomorrow actually and I'm here thinking about like what kind of like, get, get teddy bears and like get some shit to like set up on my table. So it looks inviting. So people are like, wow, what's this guy got? And I'm like, well, none of the shit on the table, but thanks for coming by are you interested in beard, buddy. You, right. like, <laughs> you should
0: get time. like a, you should get like a, a bucket of ice. Like they keep beers in, you know, and <laughs> yeah. just have that out on the table, you know, with yeah. some beers in it mixed in right. with the beard oil saying, that's Hey, actually, there you go. You know, that's,
2: that's actually not an awful. And then like, you
1: can get them
0: awesome. online too. Right.
2: <laughs> what just happen.
0: Oh, there it is. Okay. Is that you Josh doing that? Yes. God, I hope so.
1: It, it, <laughs> nope, it's <laughs> just, God, It's I the Pentagon so doing con-
2: it. <laughs> I was like, yo, my computer's bugging right now, dude. I don't I know, know what's right? happening.
0: It's like, "Hey Bezos, <laughs> enough, okay? <laughs> yeah. Bad enough you're listening to us with Alexa. You know, we're talking about ball garden beard oil. Now, that's all I'm going to see in pop-ups on my on my phone and <laughs> my computer for the next week." Yeah. This guy's, really? got, this guy's got a. This guy's got a dry beard and
1: sweaty balls. We know exactly yeah. what he needs. Alexa's yeah. kind of scary, though, huh? I just, me and my wife just started using Alexa, and the other day, out of nowhere, nobody was saying anything. She just started talking about the mm-hmm. things that we might be out of. Right? She was like, <laughs> "You might be out of dog food. Do you want me to order some?" And I was like, "Are you in our kitchen? What do you? D- <laughs> you still here?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's really it's it's very creepy. You know, and it's, it's, they wanted to do the Amazon wanted to do this thing where they were use they would use your, your Alexa or Echo Dot, whatever you had, and be able to share your Wi Fi information. And so that way people around you could use your Wi Fi. And it was some kind of like Wi Fi share program they had going on. And I was like, why, why are you doing that? We have Wi Fi passwords.
1: Yeah, there's a, re- to I mean, there's a reason to prevent that. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> it was it to, to stop people from doing that? But they wanted to, like, kind of like send the signal out from your home so people walking by or nearby could actually share your Wi Fi with you.
1: That way the whole world gets to have Wi Fi. Oh, great. Like, right. That's going to be the next thing a universal Wi Fi.
0: Well, you know, I'm already <laughs> paying like 60 bucks a month for my, my internet and my Wi Fi and stuff. And if they want to contribute, sure. You know sit on my sit on my front porch and use my Wi-Fi you give me 10 bucks ten bucks an hour a, that sounds fair right?
2: That's the thing you, you gotta put once you put money in the thing, it's like you turn the knob and now you're live you got 15 minutes exactly you to that money you know? <laughs> you know what now
0: that I'm thinking about that and we're saying it out loud I should do that with my daughter just to get her to do shit you you want Wi-Fi and clean the bathroom. You know? <laughs> when you're done, I'll turn it oh, back my- on. You got an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. the meters running, the meters running. Let's go.
2: I actually, I actually have like uh, so this is a two part thing. When we first moved in here, we didn't have Wi-Fi for like a week. And the neighbor has a, a guest one that he left on 24 seven. The only room, this room right here, wasn't the podcast room yet. And this is the closest room to the street, to his house. And it's the only room that would catch the signal. So, you know what we did? dragged the mattress in here, put the TV on the floor. And we <laughs> lived in this room for the first week on the floor so we could hijack his Wi-Fi. Now we get the Wi-Fi and everything the same setup and there's a guest thing. So when people come by they're like, what's the Wi-Fi password? And I'm like the phones you don't get the password i will put you on the guest but the best part especially for someone that loves control i get to decide if it's an hour all day two hours three hours so people will come over and i'll put it on for like three to four people two hours and then it just automatically disconnects them and it gives me a sense of joy to be honest
0: right well that's when you get them because they'll be in the middle of something right they'll be in the middle of some fucking stupid game or like watching porn and then it's like oh my god the wi-fi shut down it's like okay well you know 30 bucks an hour from this point on you've had a first your first two hours are free all right and okay if you couldn't bust a nut in that two hours well now you get to pay 30 bucks an hour
2: for seven day seven day trial periods over, right exactly break out the the discover
0: we're gonna yeah we're gonna discover card oh my god
2: Dude, I, my, my, my fiance has one. I haven't seen one of those. My dad had a discover card when I was a kid that came out on the rarest of occasions. And until then, I've never seen one ever again, met her. She had a discover card and I had the same reaction. Like, Holy shit, they still make these.
0: I know that, that was the first credit card I had because they would sit in the student, you know, uh, center area of my school, you know, at their little table saying, Hey, you want a credit card. You don't even have to show us any ID. You know and i was like yeah i'd love a credit card you know and then, and then next thing you know it's like i'm in debt for the next 10 years you <laughs> know, saying, what a bender perfect, and...
2: what a perfect way for an 18 year old to just fuck his credit up immediately
0: oh i totally did that i that's the first thing i did with that credit card was
1: fuck up my credit it took years <laughs> for me to get around to that's it the first thing i did with three credit cards i got i was like this is great <laughs> now i'm like why did nobody teach me what why don't why isn't credit a class in school i don't it need to right? know about marco polo teach me about credit it should be right like that should be like home ec
0: home ec shouldn't be like hey we're all gonna bake a cake home ec should be this is what this is what interest means you know and this is this is you know how you uh you know this is like what a your savings account is and a checking account. This is how you balance your how you budget. How to make a budget? That's what HomeX should be. I and mean, to graduate, well, you should have to pass that, not biology. Right. Right. You should have exactly. to pass that. Yeah. Well, I think you should have biology. You know, so you know why you're okay. Getting chemistry. That, so why you're getting that rash <laughs> on your nuts? You know. I, I hate to keep going back to that, but really, you know, if we didn't have biology, Are you okay? we wouldn't. Yeah. All right. I got a problem. <laughs> I just want to, well, you know. But I'm just yeah, that's a great idea, Josh. I mean, that should be like that should be the home ec class, not table placement and shit like that.
1: You like know? I didn't learn what credit I was, mean, which sounds stupid until like maybe three years ago. And I'm going to be 30 tomorrow. So Jesus, that's pretty Josh. bad.
2: Yeah. <sighs> is- I mean, look, dude, I, I think the same thing. Like I didn't I didn't. I never looked at it in the way of like, oh, this is something to start to build credit. And that and that. I looked at it as like, this is free. And who gives a shit? If I pay it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to buy this and so then it. hide. <laughs> yeah. You just go like, ah, oh, well, we'll deal with it down the line. You know what I mean? And it's like, and then I spent the better part of these last, you know, 10 years trying to repair my credit from just living. Like it didn't count towards anything. And it doesn't, if you want to like rent for way overpriced apartment for like the rest of your life and like maybe drive, you know, an 86, Camry, you know, like, but once you start realizing that credit really affects big boy shit, it's like, well, I got to do something about
0: it. You know? Yeah. My problem was when I went out for my first loan was I didn't have enough credit because I was paying my bills on time and I wasn't using my credit card. Uh, and yeah, basically see, that, being, that's how they basically to... being responsible. And so I was <laughs> right. penalized be, uh, for that you know, it's like, well, you don't have enough credit. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, you haven't borrowed enough money. It's like, well, doesn't that mean I'm pretty good at at finances if I
2: don't have to borrow any money? Right. You but know, we can't I, see hey, that I'm we my... can
1: make money off you yet. Right, so. exactly. Right, yeah. You go ahead
2: and spend $7,000 of our money with a 29.9 interest rate. Right. He's happy to help you out. <laughs> you can pay it, it
1: off in the next 80 years, yeah. you know. And whatever. nobody ever talks about it to 18-year-olds. I, I just don't get it because, like i i couldn't get um a a loan for an engagement ring when i wanted to propose to laura and then i i was able to build my credit a little bit which was really hard and then by the time i got that i spent all the credit i had on the card and then i lost my job and then i was like oh, okay and then it took forever to like come back from that but i was just like well it was a f- free ring for right now so that's cool it wasn't cool,
2: cool. <laughs> yeah. we're homeless but at least we got a cool engagement ring babe I right, know, right? Yeah.
0: it, hey, it, it looks good on facebook it, right yeah it made it made a nice instagram post <laughs> did
2: you yeah. see the likes
1: it got <laughs> <My God.
2: laughs> um Dude, I'll tell you what, I cannot wait. Shoot, you, you kill me with like, not kill me, but it makes me go like, man, if there's, there's one, you know, she asked me the other day, like, what do you miss about home? And I'm like, really nothing. I mean, I, I miss my friends from circa 90 to 2000. I miss that block of life that is no longer. So like, you know, I, I miss my friends as much as I do. Like I still, you know, I talk to them on the phone do whatever. But if there's one thing that I could say back home, is like the food. Like I can't wait to go to people. <laughs> I can't wait to go to the North end. I can't wait to get lobster. I can't wait to get a, a real steak bomb at like Everett, anything house of pizza, preferably Everett house of pizza, but any town that's house of pizza, anything that's called brothers. um, (laughs) I can't wait that kind of thing. And like, I watch your page and I'm just like, my God, dude, like this guy, you should be a member. I don't even, it has to probably still be a show, but, uh, phantom gourmet is that still oh, yeah on? that's still
0: going oh yeah. yeah
2: yeah Remember tv 38 and it was oh, yeah. over and over and uh, i remember watching that when i was locked up and i literally would write down on this special book i had of all the places that he went to so that when i got out i had places to go try uh which you know i obviously didn't get around to all that because um, i was a fucking criminal but you know <laughs> the the intent was yeah. no, I, don't I don't know, know. I, I couldn't i couldn't phantom gourmet
0: I couldn't do that if I was in prison. I've never been in, in jail. I've never been in prison. If I was in prison, I could not watch TV, even if I was only in there for like 30 days, because it's just like these are the it's it, that would be torture to me, like watching the Phantom Gourmet and then having to go to, you know, uh, dinner and and eat whatever they're serving in the prison. It would just be torture to me. To watch well, that stuff, to know you, that's out there, I, you know. I
2: feel like I feel like the life is uh, a lot of times aren't huge on TV because they know they're never going to see any of that shit. Anymore. Right? It's fucking depressing. I had a date, so for me it was like, man, I can't wait to get that again. Man, I can't wait to. You see, had a countdown. Uh, yeah, so I knew that I had the uh, ability to at least one day get back to this where those guys know they're never going home they probably don't give a shit about what iphone's coming out or where the right. fuck place to get you know tacos is they don't give a shit you know it's fish friday for them so right um, right
0: so was that something that you for you personally kind of kept you motivated like how long if, if you don't mind talking about it how long were you were you in prison
2: so i did five years straight upstate Um, and then I got out for two and then I went back to South Bay for two years. So I went back to County jail for two after that. So altogether I've done seven years total, but, um, the five-year stretch was, uh, um, uh, is oh, what, what was my motivation? Well, I'm just saying,
0: would, would that be something that motivated you to do good time as they, as they call it to like, say, I'm going to stay out of trouble because the Phantom Gourmet is showing this friggin' bacon wrapped lasagna. And I'm getting out in five years and I want to make sure I get out at the time I'm supposed to, you know, so would something like the TV showing that stuff or whatever, be a motivation for you to just a part of the motivation for you to just say, look, I'm just going to keep my head down, do my time, get the fuck out of here.
2: Uh, I wish that was the case. Sadly, you know, I wasn't sober then. I, I was still so angry. I hadn't done really much work on myself yet. Hadn't addressed trauma. hadn't done any of that shit. So for me, it was still just like Even though it was only five years, there were times that just seemed like, dude, I'm never fucking going home. Like, this is, it's like, this is, I still have four years. I still have three years. All right. Well, only two. But then I'm like, Jesus, that's still two years. And like, you know, at a certain point, it starts to get like, oh, wow, this actually is like, I'm fucking going home. But to be honest with you, just short, I think the, the only thing that I... I don't want to say that I wasn't willing to because I was. I just really fucking crossed my fingers that I didn't have to stab anyone in there. And fortunately, I did. Because that that's the thing that starts like now you're adding on to your time. Regular right. fight shit. Can that happen? I suppose. But for the most part, if it's a regular beef and shit, you just get sent to segregation. You come back, blah, blah, blah. I was uh, still too... I was too too prideful and too much like fuck you. Do you know who? I, you know, still I I still lived in this world of I want to make a name for myself and when I get out it's gonna be like the fucking Sopranos and like you know like. I just I my mind wasn't set on like oh you know what the, actually the only incentive was in the final year like you know I made it finally back to a medium security and I was no longer in maximum security and that relief of like now I'm not everyday wondering if there's going to be a race riot or a stab and what like it was at Shirley and, and Walpole you know this was like a little bit more laid back if you've made it to a medium chances are you don't want to fuck that up but there are still guys that don't give a shit you know um, so I think my motivation for that was like okay now i've made it here and i only have this much time left i just have to get through it and and be done with it you know so uh the second time around was a little bit more like i had a chance to do make parole so once i got to a year i automatically saw saw parole so yeah that a i couldn't believe i was back in and it took me like six months to even wrap my head around the fact that i had put myself back in this situation again knowing how shitty it was So I did the violence prevention and the anger management. I did all the things and got the stack of stuff and went to parole and got parole. The problem with that is now after I get parole and guys know it, now they start to test me and say, you know, one guy challenged me on the basketball court one day and I was like, Oh my God, what do I do? Do I just do nothing and look like a fucking a bitch or do it? What's more important. And at the time going home was way more important. Whereas if that was upstate, I probably wouldn't have gave a fuck. And I would have threw it away because I had to be so tough, you know? So um, yeah, I think it, it was, it was, t- it's tough, man. It, it was tough to stay motivated, especially again, like I said, I hadn't done, uh, I don't want to do an experiment where I go back to prison now and find out if I have different motivators. I'm kind of cool with not <laughs> visiting that, but yeah, man, I think, I think it's, I think it's a tough sell, especially in there. Like people have asked me, why don't you go do breath work in prisons and stuff? And I just don't think People are willing to get that vulnerable and deal with certain shit and be like, you know what? I'm going to be a nicer person now. Like it's, it's a tough arena to sell that in, you know? And it's like, once you get out, cool, man, let's do some work and let's try to keep you out. But while you're in, I think you just gotta, you just gotta find your own path while you're, while you're doing time, you know?
1: Yeah. Now, do you have like, do you have dreams where you are going back and you're like, oh my God, no, no, I, (laughs) I don't want this. Like- yeah, it's It's been a while. I, I've had those dreams
2: where like uh, it's been a while since I've had it. it. What's crazy is when I was in prison, I had more in prison dreams than when I got out, you know. Um, but what I do have is same thing with drug dreams where like I have these dreams and like never in my dreams do I actually do drugs. I'm never like smoking weed or shooting up or doing anything. I either have a fucking, the craziest abundance of drugs and no way to supplement them into my body or I've already, like, I'm already, like, I can tell I'm high from smoking weed or something and then I'm like, and then the whole dream is just, oh my God, I threw away my sobriety. I threw it, like, why did i even do this like i didn't even and I'm, I'm trying to figure out when did i even get high i don't even remember doing this like this is fucked you know and then you wake up and you're like jesus that was so real you know so yeah. i think i have i and i actually haven't had it i haven't had a drug dream in a while either but um the the prison thing is more like uh i think you know getting arrested or i'm on the run like i, I did something and i'm i have to get away so that i don't get caught and again that's that same thing it just that terrifying feeling and that not of like oh my god please can i get a do-over and i think it's really so much to do with when i did get arrested you know i i think you guys know um i stabbed a kid in faneuil hall in the leg i mean i don't you know make it like it's no big deal but i'm you know i didn't like try to gut somebody to death but you know but if anybody's been to
1: faneuil but- hall you know a lot of kids there got that coming to them <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, exactly. Right. And, uh, you was know, it a the street performer? Needed-
2: <laughs> it was a mime. <laughs> and uh but yeah, man, so um, you know, and, and I remember when I when I got arrested and I went to area one and I was sitting in that holding cell just being like fuck man can i get a do-over like this is not what i was planning on doing like i just want to go home and like you know can i just can i sign a sorry paper and that's the thing we joke about in prison when guys come in and they're like oh blah blah blah." and you're like dude ask them if you can get your sorry papers they if you sign oh that's awful they'll let you know like that's
0: awful that's that's like the fucking cape cod tunnel passes that people put on their cars Yeah. Yeah. oh there's a tunnel oh really i don't have to sit in traffic in the bridge oh Wow. That's, you know, what's amazing. I was just, you were talking about dreams where you're, you're doing drugs or you, you have drugs in them and you can't do them for some reason. And I, I just came to my mind right now, not that I can remember, but I, I mean, I've done a lot of drugs in my life, probably not as much as you have Shane, but I've never dreamt about drugs or booze. I can't remember ever ever there being booze or drugs in my dreams And I've I've drank a lot and I've done my share, but it's weird that it's never really kind of popped up. And like a lot of like there was a time in my life where everything, you know, was like it was all about weed. You know, I'm the stoner guy I'm we, you know, know, free the weed and stuff. But I don't think I've ever but did the drinking
1: or drugs that you did ever create a problem in your life that it like it because for me, I, I know I've never really talked about this on the podcast because. But the people I don't want to hear it I know don't listen. So here we go. Um, But like, I I know I haven't done as like the time behind bars is you Shane, I mean, it was only like a couple days, but I was in Bill Ricca. But the reason I was there was that I got arrested for a second DUI. But I was sober when it happened. And then I was still on probation for my first one. So they were holding me. I didn't know how long I was going to be there. I didn't know why I was there. And it was scary that I didn't do anything wrong. And yet here I'm, I'm in Bill Ricca and that I'm putting on prison clothes. (laughs) And I was just like, it was the worst experience of my life. And I came out being like, and like what she was saying, watching TV do not want to do that i had a hard time looking at the trees out the window like seeing trees was hard for me because i was like i don't know when the next time i'm going to be able to touch a leaf when i want to and again i was only there for a few days so i can't imagine five years straight because more than 24 hours was too much for me
2: but a few things is um uh Uh, Getting back to what, like what you just said about, has it ever become an issue for you, or where like your life got unmanageable and stuff like that? I think what happens is when you get sober and it's affected your life so badly, so poorly. I think that's what brings on these dreams about it is because like it's been such a normal part of your life. I mean, if you ask the average person that, you know, drinks responsibly, maybe, you know, fires it up every day or a couple of times a week, whatever it is. And you say, Hey, for the next 30 to 60 days, do nothing. uh, I'd be willing to bet that problem or not, some of those people would start to have weirdish dreams around that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but i do think like you said josh is i think the more problematic it's been in your life i think the more yeah. maybe that drug thing and and you know also the weird thing of like why do i always have a, a, this tons and i can't do it or why or i'm always trying to get it it's never just this me sitting back tons of drugs getting fucked up that's never been my dream it's always something
1: strange yeah um but i think now because now, the the oh sorry i didn't
2: uh, okay Right, because the other thing something else that I'm going to get to uh, in a minute that you said about the trees, so keep going.
1: Oh, I was just going to say that I think because it, the dreams that I have are always I'm driving and I'm like, oh, crap, I drank a ton. Why am I driving right now? It's never like, oh, damn it, I drank alcohol. It's, it always is associated with driving. And then I always have the dream where I'm getting processed again and I'm like, I don't know why. And I had this like terrible feeling like I just want to hug my wife. And I always have that, that feeling back again, like, I'm, I'm in a cage, like, I just, (laughs) it's, it's just a terrible feeling. But I think it's because that because the first time I got a DUI, I was over the limit, and that created a huge problem. So I think that's why I have those dreams all the time. But it's never about alcohol. It's Uh always I didn't mean to drink, and I forgot. And now I'm driving.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's, you know, again, anything my dreams are, and my dreams are as simple as why do I even have this I shouldn't even have this shit. What even in the first place did I decide to say fuck everything and just go get this abundance of drugs. So my dream is revolved around, okay, I have these drugs now how am I going to do them? Plus, how did I even fucking get here? Plus, where is this? You know, it's like this. And that's how my mind works. Anyways, (laughs) where it's like, you know, we went into like this new dog fucking wolf gang something or other you know a dog grooming slash bakery thing and when i first saw it i'm like man that's genius and i wonder what their overhead is and was it bacon first or was it the grooming and then did this come in and i went in there today and they must have thought i was a fucking crazy person but the way my mind works with certain things is i'm always looking at all these different avenues right um What I wanted to say real quick is like what you said about, I can't watch the TV or sure you asked about not watching TV or the Mm -hmm. trees at a certain point in time, if you're doing three months, six months, I don't think I ever shut off the outside world. I think you just go like, this is a fucking temporary. It's all temporary again, unless you're doing life. But I think when it's months, you have a a better way of being, let me just do whatever the fuck I got to do here because I'm getting right back to it. When years are involved, I don't know when it was for me, but at a certain point, you accept my life is here. Out there is there, and I look forward to getting back to that. But right now, I'm not worried about who's going to the fucking Super Bowl. I'm not worried about who got invited to Christmas dinner. All I'm worried about is how do I survive in this place? How do I retain some sense of fucking joy or being a human I'm playing cards. I'm working out. I have a routine. Like my life is here. I know when breakfast is. I know when lunch is. I know when dinner is. Today's Monday. I'm doing this exercise. I'm playing this. I'm going to play handball. We got yacht at one. Like it really, when you try to live one foot in, one foot out it's really tough, man. And and it'll make you, it'll make your time miserable. So at a certain point you just have to kind of, and I didn't cut off contact. I'm still using the phone and writing letters and doing all that shit, but that like, I'm, I'm still out here and still in here. It just, for me, I had to fully accept this is, it's it was the same thing in the military when I was in Bosnia and I'm like freezing my balls off 14 days up on some snowy mountaintop that I don't even change my socks or underwear for 14 straight days because it's so cold I'm not even willing to take my clothes off to do it and you go like man this is so awful like I just want to go home I want a hot bowl of soup and like you just can't do it to yourself you just I mean what I would do is go I can't I look forward to when I can have hot soup again but it's not right now. And all I can do is stay present. And right now, you know, and I think a lot of that comes through in, with, you know, work and recovery too, is like, I can't focus on what happened three days ago. An argument I got in, like, you know, I got, I, I actually for the first time lost my temper with somebody, some guy was riding my ass pulled in and I pulled into a pocket spot and he just pulled behind me and blocked me in. Now I didn't realize it at the time, but that's a very flight of fight move for me right like you're now imposing yourself And my i don't do flight so immediately i i go to him and for a split second was like well maybe he wants to know about beard butter or something i didn't think
1: so. <laughs> maybe but he needs directions me, to michael sure.
2: yeah before i go hey motherfucker and he goes oh sorry dude i just want to know if you had any beard butter for seal you know so i'm like what's up dude and his thing this guy followed me and asked me if I had animals in the back of the car. I said, yeah, I got my dogs in the crate. Why? He's like, well, maybe next time you should think about that before you screech the tires leaving somewhere. I'm like, dude, I'm in a forerunner. runner. What do you think? This thing has a Hemi in it. Like, I can't even screech the tires in this way. I want to, but regardless, what? And I'm yeah. like, why are you riding my ass? I'm yeah. Like, How about right. I slap you in the face? How about that? And he was like, you're a fucking asshole and pulled off. Dude, I was shaken. I was like livid. And a part of me was like, I'm going to go follow this guy and beat him to death death and then the other part of me was like well i'm a fucking grown up i own a business in this neighborhood i have my dogs i have something right. to do it's not and worth i didn't realize it at the time but after, yeah after i talked to my friend he was like dude don't let people steal your joy he's a fucking joy thief and he right. almost stole your joy oh you know? but furthermore is like we live in an age where people are under the impression that you're just allowed to voice your opinion and say whatever the fuck you want and there's no like where where we where I come from, you guys come from. Once upon a time, you certainly can voice your opinion, but you also will be on the welcoming end of being punched in the face. Right. So.
0: Right. And, and you that's don't call. A, jobs I, or anything
2: just, you just, so, sorry to interrupt. I think that's
0: business. that's um that's a symptom of social media being able to fire off some kind of you know comment and just go yeah I told him you know with no consequences now I'm gonna go to the whatsoever yeah. you know. So I think that that's part of like the digital age, you know, where, where you, you can't reach Man, through the phone and punch somebody, you know,
2: you don't know me, dude. Like my dogs are so well taken care of and so well-trained. Right. And like yeah. Like, like I would never be taking the corner at a hundred miles an hour to put them in danger. But like, dude, what are you doing? Don't you have something to do today? Like-
0: exactly. Like, why are you doing, why does it matter so much to you? That was probably the most exciting part of that guy's day. He was probably coming from work where his boss treats him like a dick, you know, and then he goes home and his girlfriend or whatever, boyfriend, significant other, whatever, you know, is abusive towards him or something. So in between, you know, it's just like, that's the high point of his day by getting in somebody's face. I always used to, I'd like to rationalize that when I was, when I work on the radio, right? So we have a text line. You know, or or even the phone line. Someone calls up and says, "You suck," and then they hang up or whatever. You go back and forth, and they hang up. and And I'd like to think, well, I inspired someone to pick up the take the time to pick up the phone and dial the number and wait for probably a few rings. It depends how busy, and finally get to me and then unleash on my ass. And then they're probably hanging up the phone, going, "Yeah, I fucking told him what a douchebag." And then
1: that's the best part of their day. That's the only control in their life.
0: Exactly. And then, so I I rationalize it by thinking, you know, well, I think I just helped that person with the best part of their day. So I feel pretty good about myself when in reality, yeah. Okay. I probably suck, but it's just, I like to think that that's why those people do that. That's why they, they ride your ass and then pull over when you pull over because there's nothing else in their life. You know, they have nothing else going in their lives. And that's the only time they feel like they're themselves.
2: And we go through this, like, you know, our TikTok kind of blew up, me and Kat. And, uh, you know, we're always doing dumb shit on there and everything. But And it's like, you know, of the 7,000 comments, 6,900 all cool. And people that Mm -hmm. are like, you guys are awesome. This is so cool. And then there's those people that are like uh, steroids much or right this or this guy's abusive or he definitely hits her or this is a red flag boston got oh such God. assholes he swears too much all this shit and she's like babe i can't believe all these people talk shit and this and that and i'm like fuck them you know what i mean like if dude you literally first of all you took time to comment on a tiktok of someone you have no idea who it is you took the time to stop and put a negative thing like you just want feedback and sometimes i'll go through the post and i'll roast a couple people and then it turns into oh i was just fooling around and hey man so uh and i'm yeah, like yeah right it's
1: always not, hey i was works. just
0: choking you know that happened yeah. a
1: lot on the <laughs> radio too like you, you call somebody up and they're like oh i'm just i'm just busting balls oh, I'm I'm just busting busting balls you guys are awesome like nothing <laughs> like you dude said. i ta- <laughs>
2: I'm like, man, I'm a fucking verbal assassin, dude. We can do it through text on the phone, face to face, whatever you want, and I'll make you cry. Like, <laughs> I'm good at this, so I'm down. Let's let's get into it. But you know, I'll do a little bit and then kind of, you know. And she'll show me all the time. Oh my god, someone wrote this, and I'm like, Who gives a shit. Good, you know, bad press is I don't care. Like, keep uh, people get into fights with each other on there. Someone will write yeah. something <laughs> negative, so comes to my defense, and then they go back and forth, and there's 50 comments back and forth of them too, and I'm like. Dude, go outside and play. Like, right. what are you doing? Yeah, you exactly. I mean? Get off your Join phone a for a while. Job. Do something.
0: I do. I get that same thing, Shane. But it's about fucking Italian subs, right? Yeah. So I post an Italian <laughs> sub. They're like, "Oh, that's garbage. That's <laughs> fucking garbage." You got to go to New Deal and Revere, you know. And it's like you haven't had a. You don't even. You're not even Italian, or it's like that's bullshit. Oh, there's too much fucking. And then someone else will say, "Who the fuck do you know? You know?" And then it's like they're fighting, and it's like, "Hey, it's a fucking grinder." Yeah. You know, it's a sandwich.
1: And it's like, well, fuck it's,
0: out,
2: you know? You guys screaming at each other is going to play with the algorithm and make more people see it. So, I you know, know. keep fun. going.
0: I know. Yeah, thanks for the traffic. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Listen, guys, I got I got to drive my daughter to work. I'm sorry about this. Man. Oh, no, Shane, it's all though. good. Shane, awesome to talk to you, man. Thank Yeah, you thanks for, for coming your, on, man. Thank yeah, you for man. sharing your experiences. I really I really appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that too. And so if uh you know, if people are interested in your beard oil, I know Josh put up your your website there, but why don't you give the address if people are interested and want to take a look at that?
2: Um, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Shane, at Shane.Vitco, or at Deviant gentleman, and then it's uh, DeviantGentleman.com, and go check it out, to, you know, and uh, that's it,
1: man. That's, that's Either really go to the website or follow him really closely in traffic and wait right. till he parks and ask him about it.
0: Right, <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, uh, criticize him about how he treats his dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. I'll he me- loves that.
2: Tell me I have sad nipples. That's another one. I <laughs>
0: sad nipples.
2: dude. I'm sorry, that's that a good in. one. Bro, literally, like, if, if you roast and you come strong, I will just put the, the laughing face and be like, dude, that's actually pretty funny. But that one's dude, creative. 20 shit, it's like, fuck off. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, hold on. Before I go, one more idea, Shane. Sure. Sad nipple nipple cream. Because <laughs> they get chapped some yeah, people get them turn
2: that upside down <laughs> <laughs>
0: turn that upside down turn that nipple upside down all
2: right guys Use I promo code shane. sad nips thank you sad so much shane. that's right. Sad thanks man. a lot um, shane man i
1: guess Good said, luck i'll be in
2: i'll be in town next week and uh try to hook up with you guys or whatever
1: yeah definitely man all right awesome thank you so much for coming on dude thanks bud much love all right see you soon Bye. this is brad marshall and you're listening to breaking the ice with josh dolan I don't think he would ever let a pizza get out the door before he buried the whole thing, so he likes to eat that kid.